This is Daniel Warren Johnson, the creator of Space Mullet, and you are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. I am. That sounded like an award show, woohoo. We try, right? Or I try at least. I don't yeah, know. we do. Listen, based on the feedback I heard from the Golden Globes uh, host, we could we could MC an award show. I don't, I don't know. Oh, fuck pretty yeah. low right now. Yeah, I think we would get a contingent of viewers completely unknown. Well, that's good. Then we can bring them over to the yeah, yeah. or doom their eternal souls to hell. Well, either either one. Both. That Uh-oh. is one of the tiers on the Patreon. So. <laughs> it is. And there is no doom and gloom here because this is 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 890, the 11 O'Clockers for 2023, Ooh. part one. Damn. Yes. And I am Happy Dappy Vince B. Oh, you are. I am just uh, Happy Dappy David A. Price. And of course, I am everyone's favorite host, Billy Crystal. Now, see, why oh. couldn't you be Happy Dappy Jason Wood? And then we would have had a Happy Dappy Orama. Would have had it right. Just <laughs> he has to ruin things. You're not Billy Crystal. You're Jason Wood, everybody. What Crystal, by the way. I don't know. He just evaporated. He just went he just away. He disappeared, right? And Meg there, Ryan, too, right? Who? Some, Meg Ryan who? just went away, yeah. didn't she? Oh, no, you're right. Uh, yeah, she did. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, after that movie with Russell Crowe. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, Billy Crystal's just one of those dudes who's just like, he, he literally is like, listen, I'm I'm going out on a high note. Like, you just think of fond memories of Billy Crystal, and, like, there, there's no... Smart. There's no, oh, that son of a bitch, or I can't believe he did that. There's just... Yes. Every every yeah. memory I have of Billy Crystal makes me smile. Awesome. And every memory I have of the 11 O'Clockers makes me smile, because this is yes. going to be a fun That's time, it. people. Indeed. A righteous... Endeavor brought to you by CheapGraphicNovels.com. Mm-hmm. CheapGraphicNovels.com. Chances are that most of the stuff we're talking about tonight was available or is available at CheapGraphicNovels.com in collected form. They have OGNs. They have your collected editions, omnibus editions, manga, all of it at slash prices. Just go there. You'll take a look around. You'll say, oh, my goodness. What? How? I'm saving so much. I'm going to place an order. You place your order. You're going to get an email confirmation saying, thank you for making an order with CheapGraphicNovels.com. You smart person. You know you're going to save. And you're going to reply to that email confirmation. And Max is going to gift you with free shipping on your mm. next order. It's crazy. So take notes as we're talking about all this stuff so you can order on CheapGraphicNovels.com. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a secret. You might not really have to take super great notes because Jason's always there to let everybody know what the ballots were like. It's true, yeah. We're never never felt like not but tooting you, his own horn. If, if, if you do take notes, you'll be able to get a jump on everybody who wants to order these books before Jason posts his list. Yeah, it's the, it's the Klosker's effect. The EOC, the EOC effect. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Bullsh- it's a bullshit. That's what it is. You're welcome, Jim Rock. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, let's make it uh. lean and mean. Let's go into this because I mm-hmm. am I have the bubbly. Well, in this case, the IPA. <laughs> Somebody's choking to death. This is called from... Definitive Brewing Company, and they are located in Boston. Your cousin from Boston. Um, I like him. Uh, This is called the Base Reflex DDH IPA. I don't know what DDH means. This dick here. This dick here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) Base Reflex. (laughs) IPA, uh, yeah, love it. Okay, <laughs> uh, I am drinking a really nice Chianti. Nice, yeah, oh, a little Chianti. You know, it's a special. Nice. I know, I know. It's, it's a 2019 Poggio Torselli Chianti Classico Reserva. Um, How's that all I, fit on the label? Yeah, well, you know, hey, I mean. It's, it's it's a tight it's a tight font, you know? it's, it's a not, small font. It's yeah, you know, comic it's condensed here. is the word you're looking for. Conden- What's that? Condensed. There you condense. go. <laughs> yeah, condense. There's the MFA, MFA word for you. Infanto condense. 
<laughs> Tap, what are you drinking? I I listen, I, I had this bottle sitting on the shelf and I'm like, you know what, tonight is the night. It is my favorite whiskey. This is Michter's US one unblended American whiskey, matured in barrels, which previously held bourbon. So it's just it is it I mentioned Bardstown was my favorite find of last year, but nothing so far has unseated the Michters. As soon as I find it, I see it, I gotta have it. Always gotta have a bottle on the shelf. It is for me, for for me, it is so good. Great. So it's a special night, special whiskey. Here we go. Nice. Nice. It is a very special night. And Jason is the maestro of all things O'Closkers. He tallies the votes, he organizes the categories he tells us who's going to speak when he's mm. he is in charge of this here shindig so jason is going to tell you a little bit about what goes into collating all this stuff yeah i can't i you know i should have looked up how many years we've been doing this but it's got to be over 10 now almost since this i mean we it, i mean obviously yeah not the first year but i mean we we started early on yeah i think that's right um it's evolved over the years although it didn't it didn't change the categories have evolved over the years, I should say, but uh, but they've been relatively stable for the last few years. This this year, there were no changes. We made a few last year. So there were 26 categories, and we asked the listeners far and wide to vote via a Google ballot that we set up, and they did so, and we tallied those votes, and... Um, you know, I do my best to <laughs> remove things that aren't actually eligible, but it's understandable. People read things, they forget when they come out. Sometimes they'll put something that maybe came out a year or two before. But anyway, once the stuff is tallied, we we get ready to present it. And uh, as Vince alluded, we each will give you the, in each category, we will give you the listener's third, second, and first choices. And then we will tell you our picks for favorites. And we say favorite because... You know, most awards say best, and um, you know we view it like, hey, you like what you like, we like what we like. So, what what be, what may be my favorite book may not be much, you know, your vibe. So that's fine. So rather than say best because that's a little bit judgmental, we say favorite. But uh, but either way, these are the things that uh, that knocked us on our ass this year, right? Yeah, well Absolutely. said. Well said. Yep. Um, one one other thing, uh, which which people might impute because you introduced it as part one, but. Since we're doing the two episodes per week now, uh, this is tonight we're going to do part one, which will cover the first 13 categories. And then part two, coming in your ear holes in a few days, will cover the final 13, including the uh, the grand dames of the uh, of the night of the uh, of the award season, which is creator of the year and comic of the year. Yes. But we uh, we re- we rejigger the the awards um, spacing since we knew we were going to do it over two nights. And uh, so we've got some bangers for you tonight, too. Don't you worry. Right. It's a good old-fashioned cliffhanger. Who doesn't love a cliffhanger? That's right. For real. Yeah. Well, let's get things rolling. First category. I'm very honored that Jason would choose me to do this Mm -hmm. category. Favorite manga. Of course. Yes. We received 30 unique nominations. In third place, which just goes to show how strong this category is. In third place, it's Chainsaw Man with 8% of the vote. In second place, my goodness, <laughs> this this <laughs> manga should take a backseat to no nothing. But, it, but yet here it is. In second place with 10% of the vote, it's One Piece. <laughs> kind of world are we living in? I was going to say, it's the only time in One Piece's history it's been second. Right, because in first place is Yukinobu Tatsu's Dandadan with 15% of the votes. Mm-hmm. Now, I went over the list, and I think okay. the entire list, every category, and I think mm-hmm. this year I am more in line with the listeners than I have ever been before. Interesting. Okay. Because my vote for yeah. favorite manga is Dan to Dan. There we go. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing out there like it. One Piece, you got to give it its props. It it does 
one thing and it does it very very well dan to dan does a whole bunch of things and does them all really well it's it's horror it's sci-fi it's action it's a little bit of sexy time um granny's gorgeous momo's beautiful and and tatsu does everything in his power to remind you that these two ladies are very fetching Mm -hmm. so great great manga yeah good pick not surprised yes yeah, you are you you are not wrong. Uh, that that actually was um, that was in the running, um, and looking at the list as, as as we are preparing for the rest of the evening. Um, whereas you're lined up with a lot of well, the listeners ranked as first. Um, I'm kind of all over the place, but looking at it, there are a few that I match them in the the second runner up. Uh, mine matches the third pick from the listeners. I went with uh, with Chainsaw Man by Tatsuki Fujimoto. I mean, I, I, I did read a bit of manga this year, or, or <laughs> but um, bless you. But the uh, but yeah, the things that I kept going back to were what really stuck with me. I, I it's I'll, I want to bog down everybody with, with with the reasons why. But yes, my favorite of last year, twenty twenty three, Chainsaw Man. Not unexpected. Not unexpected. Yes. No, you don't mention manga much on the show, and you mentioned Chainsaw Man more than once. So I was going to say, oh, yeah, it, it's, I, I, it's yeah. very obvious you were going to vote for that. Sure. I would have been surprised otherwise, yes. Um, and I, I went with something very different. Um, as, as, as the listeners hopefully know, I don't read very much manga. Um, I actually did read a bunch of, of Demon Slayer this year, but that obviously isn't eligible because it's, it's archival, But because um, I was reading with my son. But... but um, the the one that stuck in my mind. Normally, I'd go for like an Edo, usually in a given year like this. But but the the book that stuck for me this year uh, in the manga cover was uh, Nejishiki, which is uh, the third volume of the Yoshiharu Suge archival stuff that Toronto Quarterly's been putting out. We've talked about the other two as well, um, the Swamp and Red Flowers back in the 2022. But uh, it's just a collection of Suge's works, and it's been go- going chronologically. This is his, uh, arguably his his the period when he became renowned uh and it's uh it's great stuff so um that was a pretty easy choice for me but again i, I admittedly don't read a ton of manga so neji shiki by Yoshi, yoshiharu suge excellent choice yeah next up we have our favorite science fiction comic um and uh so i i can't i can't knock this third choice, even though we only got two issues in the calendar year of 2023, they went with Petrol Head, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Second place is The Forged, and our listeners' first place pick their favorite science fiction comic of the year is Void Rivals, um, and that's <laughs> I, it, that that's that's really not unexpected, I think. Um, I did not go with uh, with any of those. I was not in line with any of the listeners, or at least the majority, but the listeners picked. Uh, my favorite science fiction comic is, uh, well, until I read the 12th issue is, but was Rick and Morty from Oni by Alex Oh, nice. Tyler. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Fred C. Stressing, Mark Ellerby, and Andrew Dollhouse with a couple of the creators sprinkled in throughout the 12 issues. Unexpected. It oh, is. Yeah. Okay. It is science fiction. Say, yeah, very. Yeah I, yeah. I like the creativity. It's totally a fair pick, and I. I. It makes sense here, and you say it. I just wouldn't have seen seen it coming. Um, very nice. Very nice. Um, I also did not go with any of the audience's favorites. Um, I went with book that uh, our boy Vince put us on to, and I was thrilled that he did. Uh, and that is the Inkle Dying Star. Yes. And John Davis Hunt. An absolutely beautiful book. Yeah, phenomenal piece of For work. Show. Yeah. Well, call me a hype beast because my favorite <laughs> science fiction book is by Kirkman, De Felici, and Lopez. It's Void Rivals. <laughs> yeah, it was an it was an easy choice for me. Um, there was a little bit of a of a of an itching to to pick Transformers, but I think I mean I love what Daniel's doing with Transformers, but there is a classic setup to Void Rivals that is mm-hmm. just so compelling to me. Mm-hmm. Plus, you get a little bit of Transformers 
in the mix. We're, so we're all good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, solid pick. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Up next is our favorite color artists. And uh, respect that there were 31 different colorists nominated. That That's a lot of colorists. Love, it sure you know? is. In, a, in an industry that's largely dominated uh, in these kinds of things by a few names. Um, but with that in mind, in third place with 11% of the vote is Tamra Bonvillain. In, 12, uh, in second place with 12%, just edging out Tamara, is Jacob Phillips. And the, the, uh, the favorite of the listenership this year with 14% of the vote, so tight voting up top, uh, was none other than Jordi Belair. And uh, I also went with Jordi Belair. I basically took all the books that uh, I, I read this year and tried to look up who colored them. And Jordi was on quite a few of them, including things like World Tree and Birds of Prey and Peacemaker Tries Hard. So she gets uh, she gets my favorite. Nice. I deviated slightly from the listeners on this one. Jordi's great, but I think Jacob Phillips is very unique in his approach to color. So uh, I gave him the nod. I love what he does on the page. No doubt. Absolutely. Makes perfect sense. Um, Like Jason, uh, I looked over who colored the bulk of of my favorites uh, from last year. And while... There were some that I thought were stellar when I looked over kind of the the, the quantity as well as the quality. Um, I, too, went with Jordi Belair as, as examples, like Jason already said, Birds of Prey, World Tree, uh, Gotham City Year One as well. Yeah, I it's it was surprisingly she didn't probably color as many books as I read last year as she has in previous years, but uh, the... The, the differences in the artists and in, in, in the illustrators she's worked with um, really kind of showed me why she is one of the best in the business. Well, this is crazy town because Jason has me tackling the favorite crime mystery comic. <laughs> I started you with manga. You did. No, I mean, you can't win them all, right? I mean, I love this category, but... You and David are better uh, mouthpieces for this than myself. Uh, Amazingly, there were 33 unique nominations for this. Mm -hmm. In third place, with 8%, where the body was. Brubaker Phillips Phillips. and Phillips, Mm -hmm. yes. Uh, I really like the second place nomination. Mm -hmm, The Enfield Gang Massacre, Mm -hmm. with 9%. And taking the whole shebang at 19% of the votes, number one was given to Night Fever. Yeah, the Rubaker Phillips Phillips joint. Yes. And, this was uh, a Phillips. Jacob Phillips was, uh, was, was in all three books. Amazing. Yeah. This is very true. This is unique, <laughs> right? I don't think this has ever happened. Oh, it has. N- what, not with this category per se, but, but like we've had, I mean, we've had. This same and, trio uh, be nominated for all three favorite graphic novels and all three oh sure, and in this particular case with, with with Jacob, he's not just the colorist on Enfield Gang; he's also the illustrator. So right, right. exactly. Right. Also, I should and not to spoil, but there is a category later in the festivities where someone is uh, is also a, a a part of all three books, all three. All three well, that's amazing, books. and I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. Three for four. Night Fever was my pick. Shocked. This is my shocked face. Yes. Aghast. Agape. <laughs> because when we talked about how Brubaker Phillips would not be on my O'Clasker's ballot when we did the also right episodes, you both were just ready to have a stroke. So. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, because it's kind of silly. Yeah. It's it just is, like, it's, why you got to be a contrarian? Just, just, just yeah. you know, follow your heart. I, I mean, uh, I loved all three of these books that were nominated by the, by the listeners. Yeah, we're going to see what's better. Uh, well, we, we know what's better because like the listeners and like Vince, mine is Night Fever. Night Fever. It's my night shock fever. <laughs> We know how to do it. Jason. And don't forget, and, and, and not, not to go too far astray, like, and, and because I couldn't wait and I, I, I read the preview, the advanced reader PDF when, when they sent it to us, that was like, 
back in March, and it yeah. stuck with me throughout the rest of the year. Like nothing really came close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, and and I think when you hear my choice, you'll be like, oh, okay, because it's it's not those. Those were all great books. Uh, my choice for my favorite crime mystery book this year was Inside the Mind of Sherlock Holmes by Cyril Rohn and Benoit Dahan, which mm. I spoke of lovingly a month or so back, and it's uh, one of the most creative books I've read in a long time. Yeah. Respect. Yeah, I guess it's okay. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, now we are at the favorite import non-manga. Um, and these are all like, I'm look- I, I, I saw when Jason posted it, but like re- rereading it now. Totally makes sense. Uh, Tao Bang is our listener's third pick, uh, followed by Darkly She Goes, our second pick from the listeners. And uh, in listeners' first place is uh, something Jason talked about so, so recently. Shubik Lubik um, <laughs> is how I'm going to pronounce it tonight. Uh, and that uh, that is that that is what... The listeners picked as their first place winner. I went with something I talked about. I think maybe even Tony was on the episode, but this this goes back a bunch of months. The Snowcat Prince by Dina Norland. Uh, just a, a really nicely, beautifully illustrated, but uh, but but just a really clever and and fun story. Uh, originally published a couple of years ago. I want to say um. The Norway or Holland, but yeah, it, it's um, she, she's a fantastic artist. But that was uh, that was really the only thing I could pick for last year. All right, right on. Uh, I was in lockstep with the audience on this one. I also went with Schubert Lubick. It was uh, it was definitely one of the two or three best things I read this past year. Wow, maybe you forgot about these books. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, my pick, uh, we got two of these last year from Michael Sanlaville and Bastien Vives, Last Man, Volumes 2 and 3. Yes, no, no, no. No, that was that 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 was a runner-up for me. Okay. Yeah, that was in the running for me, too. I that and... Uh, full disclosure, I haven't read Volume 3 yet, so I, 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 that's why I did Yeah, that. same. And and I didn't... Um, and, and I'm still... I'm still on the high from the first one, so I didn't get very far in the second. Wow! <laughs> no, I know. So I mean, I, I have some catching up to do. They are they, they are they're fantastic. They're books. brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and and just to, I mean, Renaissance was from Europe Comics was something that I I was binging, and and we only got one volume last year, so I it just and because it's not complete, I really it, I didn't feel right putting and, it on there. So and who can we thank for these, Kirkman? Of all yes. people, like that's true. I, I, I'm I thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna ease my my dis, somewhat disdain for Kirkman's work because I gave best science fiction to to Void Rivals. Now I'm thanking him for bringing Last Man. I'm like what? Mm-hmm. It's not even over yet. I know that's true. That's true. Well, for me, it Skyman is. had a hell of a year. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> what, <laughs> what's up next? Nice. Uh, up next is our favorite inkers. Or penciler inker, so someone who who inks their own work, which these days is a great <laughs> pretty bidding. much everybody. Yeah, um, yeah. And and if we're being honest, uh, quite often this category ends up being um, another favorite artist category. Yeah. People people have two. They're like, oh, did one of them ink themselves, and they choose them. And 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 honestly, I've gone that direction many times myself. Um, okay, so in third, there are 40, 40 different nominees on this one. Oh, and, and on the import non manga was twenty eight. Um, but in third place with 5% of the vote was Mr. Jay Stevens, the creator of Dwellings. Uh, in second place with 8% of the vote is Wes Craig and his uh, his creator-owned series, Kaya, which has got, gotten a lot of love from our audience this year. Because it's great. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And probably no surprise in uh, first place with 19% of the vote is... Uh, Mr. Daniel Warren Johnson, D Dub. So, not not a not a shock there, right? Uh, we love the D Dub, and the audience really loves the D Dub. Um, I went with uh, something, someone totally different. Uh, I went with Mr. Max Fiumara, who is the uh, the uh, 
illustrator and uh, and co-creator of the new series, The Sacrificers, which I adore. And uh, so it was yeah. a pretty easy pick for me. I think that's a very good pick. Yes. Sure. Um, mine is Josh Bayer. Is that a surprise to anyone? No. Nope. Yes. I love the way that guy slings ink, just splatters, swipes, drips, just tears apart a page. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't pick anyone else. All right. It, it, it really is a beautiful mess. Uh, I, and I, every time when I, when I say woohoo, I stare at unended because that's, that's right in the line of sight. Um, yeah, I went with one that, uh, I just think their inks absolutely elevated and already, uh, I'll say fantastic artists. And it's not something I probably would have said prior to this book. Uh, but, uh, my favorite inker from last year is Daniel Enriquez, who is taking care of the finishes on Ronin book two. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Love you. Hmm. I mean, that's good. It's crazy good, but I would never have expected that. Yeah, same. Jeez, that's so surprising. Uh, mm -hmm. co color me surprised. Mm -hmm. And also color me the mouthpiece for our favorite limited series. 43 different books were nominated. Yeah. 6% of the votes went to Danger Street. Seven. King, Mr. Jorge Fornes. Yes. 7% went to Gotham City Year One. And 27, well, it's a, it's a DC-centric uh, ca category, isn't it? Uh, in first place with 27% of the votes is The Human Target. And it's not just a DC sweep, it's a Tom King sweep. Well, right. It's a yeah. Tom King sweep. There you go. That's what I was alluding to. Unbelievable. He, he, is, he is the writer of all three yeah. of, of the series. Uh, so with Phil Hester on year one and then Greg Smallwood on Human Target. So right. pretty remarkable. That it is. Uh, the king of the limited series. I, I picked none of those. Yeah. Uh huh. I, I, I think you will. Not a DC guy these days. So. No, I think you will agree. Well, right. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think you will agree <laughs> that um, as far as limited series goes, I, I, I talked about this one the most. It was written by David Avalon with art by Cooper Ball. It is Elvira in Monsterland. No, you did talk about it. I did no, at, that, at, le at, at least three I times. You know, I didn't even, I'm, and it didn't really. I guess I missed that it was, it was a limited series, or at least a planned limited series. No, I, I it was expect a planned okay. limited series. Yeah, ended in twenty twenty three. Uh, the the uh, had it had another series ended in twenty twenty three. This category, oh would no have doubt, very. I know different. that's going next year. So yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no, yeah, you're you're you're. Your pick is spot on. Uh, mine, I, I'm I'm bummed that we only got three issues, but they were three fantastic issues, action packed, and and took you on one hell of a ride. Uh, it is written by Ben Kahn, illustrated by Bruno Hidalgo. It is Griffin Galaxy's Most Wanted from Massive. Uh, I'm gonna have to get you to uh, type that in because I don't know. What you, I don't know. What you, I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to get all that right. You got um, it. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I mean, so I can for the records for the peoples. Um, well, I uh, I guess like Vince said earlier, he's a hype beast. I guess I'm a hype beast in this situation because uh, although the majority of this limited series came out in 2022, it did finish in 2023, and our rules say we can only pick something that finished in the year that we're talking about. And so for me, that was The Human Target by Tom King and Greg Smallwood. Breathtaking, awesome, and, uh, you know, maybe, you know, one of the favorites of the, I guess, now ever, ever expanding list of, of Tom King 12 issue limited series runs. But uh, really enjoyed it. Sweet. It is a good book. Uh, yes, indeed. Okay. So now. We have your favorite collected or reprint no. comic. No, you skipped no. one. 
Oh, my man. I'm so, oh, because you know what? Your your highlighted box is, is throwing me off. What's Vince's highlighted box? Yes. Uh, favorite fantasy comic. There you we you mean the highlighted box that's on the category we're supposed to be talking about? Yes, because the last <laughs> couple of times it was above oh. reading. So thank you very much. Spreadsheets <laughs> shenanigans. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just let you have them from now on. I'll just follow Backstage that. Backstage politics over here. 34 <laughs> unique noms. Uh, we've got, oh, it's a good one. Black Cloak, mm. as our listeners' third awesome. favorite. Yeah. Yep. Uh, second, as mentioned by Wes Craig, Kaya. And mm-hmm. first place, and absolutely not surprising, um, The Sacrificers. Uh, you're probably going to hear about it more than a few times tonight. Uh, and it, it's 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 rightfully earned with the the five or so six issues on six now, but but five issues we had last year. It's it's yeah, and it's only I have a feeling it's going to sweep a few categories uh, for next year's Oscars. Uh, I went with our third pick from the listeners, Black Cloak by Kelly Thompson and Meredith McLaren. I'm Really, you know, now, now that the color's pretty much, uh, we got one issue coming out soon, the, the fifth issue, and then hopefully uh, Kelly and Meredith can get back to some Black Cloak, and, and uh, I'll be here for it when it happens. Nice. And uh, I did not go with the Sacrificers, which I'm sure many, many of our listeners would assume I did. Um, but I uh, I went with something, it was, it was had to, it was right up my alley, a, a book I felt like was, was he, this gentleman made for me. And my choice was Mobilis, My Life with Captain Nemo, uh, mm. written and drawn by Mr. Junie Ba. Yeah. So true. I, I pegged that for your pick. Nice. Yeah. I'm kind of smart. I really <laughs> I struggled with this category because, uh, like David, I love Black Cloak. I think it's a great piece of work. I also really enjoy Kaya. Mm. And Headlopper didn't come out enough in 2023. Um, mm. it, it, you know, maybe another issue, it would have, it would have clinched the, the, the top spot. Cause I, I really enjoy Headlopper again. Andrew McLean is a, is a force to be reckoned with, but I didn't go with any of those. My favorite fantasy comic is the Sacrificers. Makes sense. I had to pick it. It's so damn yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, on every level, story, art. Just all of it is just a wonderful package. I think this is the book I've been waiting for from Remender. Look at you. Wow. Yeah. There you go. I mean, Norman Fuzzy over here. You you praised Low back in the day too, right? You you were enjoying. I like Low. Yeah, I think Low's pretty good. Uh, He his hit miss ratio is not very. I mean, it's there's a big spread. There's not a whole lot of Remender books I didn't click with. The Scumbag, unfortunately, was one of them. Like I just, I just didn't get I don't that think book. You're alone there. But yeah. yeah, but you sac- love to eternity. Love it. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Very much. Yeah. Nice. I mean, like I, I just adore Remender's work. Yeah. In mass. Well, Sacrificers <laughs> is great. It is. Listen, it's the only thing that made me break my high artist last year. Yeah. And rightly so. You got a couple of great pages. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah, like first dibs, dibs. So, yeah. Desiree, Desiree. That's okay. another feather in his already overquaffed cat. Ah, uh, yes. Just stuffed, stuffed to <laughs> yes. the brim. Um, okay, we are rolling along here. This is our ninth category, gentlemen. Everyone good? You need to take a powder break? You need to we stand We can actually in. throw no, – I was going to say we can slow it down a little bit, but we're, I think we're right on target. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Okay, uh, so this category is favorite collected or reprint comic. As one might expect, this is usually a category with not a huge, like the winner doesn't usually have a huge number because this is a, I mean, this is not uh, timestamp specific, right? So people can, there's a lot of material that gets archived and printed each year. Um, And with that in mind, we, this third place choice is something that we've seen in other forms before. But uh, this past year, we got absolute Superman for all seasons with 5% of the vote. At warming Vince's heart, no doubt, is the listener's second place choice, and that is Den, Volume One, Neverwhere. Right? You gotta, I know Vince. You're anytime we can uh, we can mention Corbin, you're happy. This is true. And uh, and in first place, uh, the second volume of a book that we've spoken quite lovingly about, and was actually a quite a bit of a humorous discourse at first when Vince mentioned it, and he found that I bought it. But uh, this is Volume Two of that. <laughs> 
And that is uh, Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors Omnibus Volume 2, the listener's favorite choice by a very slim 8% right. of the vote. So um, I did not go with any of those. Uh, I went with the incredible, jaw-droppingly beautiful, knock me on my ass, Bram Stoker's Dracula adaptation by Mr. George Bess, which we received last year through uh, Magnetic. Yes. I have to say the Dracula is much better than the Frankenstein. Oh, agreed. They're, they're both agree. very good, but Dracula is is so many uh, notches above. Um, I agree. Good, good, good choice. I, I I approve. Well, if if I was basing my pick on variety, diversity, volume, production values, I would have to go with Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors, Volume 2. But I didn't use any of those as a criteria for this. I went strictly with my heart, and I saw the production values of um, Dark Horse's book. They they just rolled out the red carpet, and it is just top-notch. They presented Richard Corbin's Den, Volume 1, Neverwhere, like it has not been at any time in the past. It is just a beautiful, gorgeous presentation of this book. And I love it. It's one of my favorite Corbin books. So I had to pick this as my number one. I'm glad you did. I would have would have been sad if you didn't. Um, <laughs> it, lo- it looks so good. It, <laughs> it makes looks... perfect sense. It, 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 there are certain things that I feel like I, I know I'm going to buy when I see them solicited and then there are things that i might kind of be i might be swayed because of something i think it's something one of you two will like or talk about and and i think as kind of right in the middle with 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 den and and with the corbin library that dark horse is is reprinting and and because it's not necessarily something I'd, i'd like to have but it wasn't something i'd be seeking out but knowing it's something that you also have vince is uh definitely Makes me happy to make those purchases, but mine from last year uh, was uh, was a gift was sent to me. Thank you very much. And uh, it is uh, Minor Threats Volume One: A Quick End to a Long Beginning by Patton Oswalt and Jordan Bloom, Scott Hepburn on art, and Ian Herring on colors. This was just this wasn't anything about the packaging or the production value. It was just a really fun and funny. Um, crazy story about a bunch of bad guys and uh and the next generation of bad guys and it's it's insane it it really is a a a joy to read so if if you haven't highly recommend it and that's why it was my favorite from last year yeah i gotta co-sign your pick because i passed over it initially but you Mm -hmm. talked about it and you liked it so much that i thought ah give it a shot it's really wonderful and the the alternates is very good as well yeah yeah i can't wait to start to to dive in on that i haven't started yet yes jason once again second time of the night does me a solid because i get to tell you our listeners votes for favorite suspense slash horror comic i should have thunder and lightning behind me but uh, you know we're on a budget here. 45 different nominations for this category. Oof. In in third place, we have The Midnight Show with 7%, even though it didn't finish in 2023. Well, no, it doesn't have to. It's just, I know. It's favorite. Yeah, yeah it, you could have an issue, and it still would have clinched the nomination. Right, right. But this is very good. I just disqualified it because it didn't finish. But the, oh. the listeners are smarter than myself, and they went 7% of them went with The Midnight Show. 8% of them went with another great horror comic, Dark Ride, which is, oh, I mean, if you look at the archives, just do a search on mm-hmm. 11o'clockcomics.com. Mm, We've talked about Dark Ride a lot last year. It's fact. And in first place, with 8% of the votes, it is World Tree. That's impressive mm. for a new series like that to capture that much of the listenership. Indeed. That's true. Yeah, I would have almost thought that uh, the first and the second would have been flipped. I, I I would have understood it if Dark Ride was the listener's favorite, and then World Tree in second. Right. Um, just shows you the kind of foothold Image has on the market, man. Uh, but I didn't go with any of those. 
my favorite suspense slash horror book was a bolt out of the blue in 2023. It is unlike any other book on the stands. I challenge you to find something as deeply disturbing as this book, uh, even from Junji Ito. This book out Ito's Ito, and it is written and created by uh, Lonnie Nadler and Jenna Cha. It comes from Uncivilized Comics, and it is called The Sickness. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It is... It just is like Den. If you didn't, if this wasn't your pick, okay. something would have been wrong. It, it is profoundly disturbing, and it's 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 so successfully done that the the chills are on a level that aren't overt; they're subliminal, and it's really the the art. Um, Jenna Cha's art is just amazing. It is subtle and and nuanced, and just like this book is crazy good. Um, yeah, the sickness, my number one. Right on. That's awesome. Uh, mine was one that I absolutely, uh, every issue, I had to talk about it. I had a blast reading it um, and, and, and sharing it with everybody. Uh, from Kyle Starks and Artyom Toplin and Lee Lowridge, it is I Hate This Place, alternatively titled Fuck This Place, from Image Comics. I, I wish there was more, but I'm okay with the story. We got. I'm, I'm, I'm very satisfied. But yeah, if, if they ever want to return to it, to, to Gabby and Trudy, I'm here. Oh my God, did you hear that burp? No, what? No. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, uh, <laughs> uh, another, another pick that I would have been very surprised if that wasn't the pick. Uh, you, you love that book a lot. Oh, I mean, it's a great book, but you talked about yeah. it quite a few times. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good amount. Good amount. Good <laughs> amount. A good amount. Um, and my choice was none of those things. It was uh, a graphic novel, an OGN, as they say in the biz, uh, which was a guest in the house written and drawn by Emily Carroll, which I spoke on that show. I'm a big fan of hers, and she's uh, she's pretty much under she's, – she's batting a 1,000 so far uh, in terms of her output. So looking forward to her next thing probably in 2025, question mark? Mm. Last year was a really good year for horror. Oh, for sure. I had a yeah. long list of things that were on my initial, like, let me think on this kind of, yeah. I mean, including, even, including, including the stuff you guys picked, including Edo and a lot of, yeah, a lot of stuff for sure. I mean, we talked about where black stars rise. You could have gone with ice cream man and, mm-hmm. uh, even the incredible Hulk would, would suffice yeah. for favorite yeah. horror. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was the, just the, so, the tiny uh, stuff. I mean, I still, I'm yeah, all that. giant robot Hellboy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's on the line. You know, it's a it's a tough call for horror, but it, it, but yeah, there was a lot of very good horror books. Yeah, Banner Year for the Heart, Midnight Show. We had all those different vampire books. We had the 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 drac the DRCL manga. We had the we had the Carmilla. We had the Universal Monsters Dracula. We had Where Monsters Operation Lie. Kyle Starks. Yeah, yeah, such was, a good it was, year. Yeah, it was a banger year. Banger year for the horror. Yes, indeed. Driving category. I like to see it. You love to see it. You want to see you love to see it. All right, this is the big three. The drum roll coming back. We just, just saw all the we saw, we saw the, the final uh, the final live musical performance of the of the night. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? You know, in the Oscars, they do they have the musical acts perform the oh I five haven't that are nominated, and then yeah. they usually finish the fifth one, but right before they do the big awards. I haven't watched an Oscar presentation in like decades since oh. since Billy Crystal hosted. Uh, so yeah, so we're up to our favorite publisher. Mm. Uh, Thirteen unique nominations. Uh, in third place, we have Fantagraphics, which. That makes sense. Um, they Separate, do, you know, Vincent before. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've got we've we, we've got such an ass. <laughs> we've got a solid start with Fantagraphics. Second place is DC Comics, and first place with more than half. Yeah, a route. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, and I mean, it's it, you really. It, it, it's hard to call it the big two anymore these days. With, with when we see what these. The listeners pick but yeah uh image comics with, with, with more than half and um and because of books like that i enjoyed immensely 
throughout the year. Black Oak, Old Dog, Local Man, The Sacrifices, of course, Night Fever, they gave us Firepower's ramping up, but uh, even the Miller stuff, Ambassador's Big Game, it, it had absolutely, looking over everything I read last year, and and the amount of books from the publisher that, that just always made me happy to be a comic book reader, Image Comics. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Sa- same here. I mean, I, I a very large chunk of the things I most enjoyed this year across a lot of different genres were from Image. I mean, at least 50% of the stuff I would say I was thrilled to have read this year. So easy pick for me this year. Excellent. Excellent. My pick is Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the symbiote. No, of course it's not. My pick for favorite publisher is Image Comics. They had a kick-ass year. They really did. The Skybound stuff. I mean, on yeah. top of it. Like, yeah, really nuts. <laughs> and not to, not to throw salt on the House of Ideas, but I must say, one of the interesting things I noticed is um, we had just just shy of 100 votes, and Marvel received two votes, which mm. is a stunning thing because in most years, I mean, Image wins this most of the time, right, From in terms of listenership. Yeah. It's, yeah. But but it's it's in, in many years, you always have a situation of, like, there's some core percentage of people that vote for DC and some core percentage that vote for Marvel, uh, no matter what. They're, they're usually in the high teens, low 20s, regardless of what we may think about their output in a year. And this year, Marvel got two votes. They were 12th out of 13 uh, publishers that got a vote. Only one other got one got one vote, but yeah. That's kind of so, sad. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. But uh, yeah. Well, as we know, it's cyclical. Maybe they'll be, maybe they'll, maybe they'll bounce back and be the winner this coming, this coming year. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, this is also a, a rare sweep for the three of us. Yes. yes, that's true. Maybe Kid Venom will convince everyone to. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, so doubtful. We are now up to uh, one of the biggies, uh, and always one of the toughest for for me. Uh, I'm sure for you guys as well, and that is favorite writer. And there were 36 writers nominated this year by the audience. Thank you for that. Uh, in third place with seven percent of the vote, someone who we were uh, very happy to have on the show this year to talk about their output. Uh, Kelly Thompson. Yep. In second place, uh, someone who we would love to have on the show, but has yet to happen, uh, with 8% of the vote, uh, Kyle Starks. Soon, he told me. Yes, hopefully. And in first place, the favorite writer of the audience this year, another longtime friend of the show and someone who's appeared, although he didn't appear last year, uh, Mr. Tom Tom King. No, not probably not a very big surprise, right? He's 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 always a go-to. Like Tom and Lemire and D Dub, they they seem to often be a, a, a likely winner from the audience in that category for us. Um, I agreed with the audience's drumroll, silver choice, the silver medal. I my favorite writer this year was also Kyle Starks because of if if folks are current with the pod, you know we talked about everything he did this year and we talked about it lovingly. Um, it all brought smiles to my face. I hate this place. Peacemaker tries hard where monsters lie. Uh, all good stuff. Uh, great stuff. Uh, just super, super fun stuff. And I love his sense of humor. And uh, pretty, a pretty easy one for me this year. I felt like this was a standout year for Kyle. I almost went with Kyle Starks. Almost. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you my reasoning for this category before I tell you my winner. I went with the person that entertain me the most consistently. They may not be um, groundbreaking works of art, but they did provide me with a high level of craft in a genre that I love, which is superheroes. He wrote a great string of Ghost Rider. He did X-Force. But most importantly, he did Wolverine, which was one of my favorite books of last year. My favorite writer for 2023 is Benjamin Percy. I'm not mad at that. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Thank you. He has not been on the show, but I'd certainly be happy. I'd love to have him. Oh, boy. I would would bring donuts. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, digital donuts. I was actually just talking to his frequent... Collaborative partner Joshua Kassara the, the, uh, yesterday, actually. Nice. Mm-hmm. 
Tell Benjamin we will we will up. slather him with praise should he decide to come onto the show. I'll you know what I can we can probably ask uh, Josh to be a conduit. Who doesn't like to be slathered? Oh well, it I, depends I like on the type of slathering. But I'm with you. I don't think there's bad slathering. I really don't. Maybe next step we'll elaborate on that. Okay. So we, uh, I, I kind of, um, I was flipping between the first and second place picks from our listeners uh, as we're leading up to to award time. Uh, but like the listeners with their first place pick. I went with Tom King finishing up Human Target. I enjoyed uh, Gotham City Year One. I enjoyed Danger Street, uh, and and I am absolutely enjoying Wonder Woman right now. So, uh, which I haven't been able to say in a in a good long while. I mean, we had Perez mm-hmm. ever since Perez, yeah. yeah. Maybe Bird. Jazzarello Chang, I like the yeah, So yeah, it, it's but there's yeah, it, it was uh, it was Tom when I looked at, at what I read last year. Uh, consistently, right? His books were uh, just just always, always. I always enjoyed them. That's important. The consistency part is important. Yes. And if you well, could, if you could, about. Go ahead, no, if you could ring the bell on multiple titles, I, I got to pay attention to your work, right? Yeah. I mean, who? Yeah. Just it, speaking in terms of Percy, who could attract me to? I, I like Ghost Rider a lot. But it, it it's not a book that I'm like, oh, I'll try this new Ghostwriter by someone whose work I've I, I'm not experienced with. But mm-hmm. it was the Wolverine stuff that said, and and Dap. I have to give credit to Dap because he was the one who started talking about Ghostwriter first. And he's like, you got to read this; it's pretty good. I was like, All right. Oh, okay. that that's a shout out to Caleb and Arnie. Caleb they, and Arnie they were too. Talking about it, and then yeah, so, so right. Had to read and it. but so if if you can entertain me, you you give me value for my dollar every month. On multiple titles, you're a contender. Absolutely yeah. sure. Yeah, I I don't need you to to you know reinvent the art form. You don't have to produce a Watchman. Just entertain me on a regular basis and and I mean, do it do it well with some craft, some obvious craft, and I'll be like, yeah. okay. I mean, there's needless to say, these things are all subjective, and sure. as are the criteria. No, I mean, but as is the criteria with which. Uh, anyone chooses their winner because i know that like with artists i mean just because of the physical limitations of drawing versus writing um generally you're evaluating an artist on one work that year i mean it's very rare when you're when you're maybe seeing two works from that same artist right whereas with a writer and and i'm i'm sure other people maybe do it differently for me i very much kind of do what you were saying which is if if i'm considering my favorite writer i i try and think of all the things that they wrote that year not just like the one thing so right. they may not have written my favorite thing but i but if they wrote three or four things and i thought they were all excellent they're more likely to get my my vote in this and and i no shade to anyone that just names the person who wrote their favorite thing they read that's perfectly rational too i just for me i do try and reward someone who i think was just had a really high hit rate and that was why starks for me got it this year because Everything he did this year, I thought was just terrific, and yeah. he did a lot. So. I like Kyle a lot, and he's a yeah. lot of fun to be around too. He is full of energy. <laughs> yes. Yep. yes. All right, Vince, bring us home. Well, baby. Jason yeah. must have been deep in the love and feeling because he gave me the last category, and the last category is favorite artist. Forty. I'll get some love next year. Forty <laughs> different nominations in this category, and the the listeners picked all boss level bangers. Um, in third place, which is kind of unheard of, but okay. In <laughs> in third place with 6% of the vote is Daniel Warren Johnson, mm. silver medalist. The bronze, no, bron- bronze goes no. to Daniel. Silver right. medalist <laughs> is, uh, with 13% of the vote, goes to Greg Smallwood. Oh, yeah. Damn. Dark Horse, just- right? Came out of nowhere. I mean, well, we know his work, was, but I mean, in this category... Yeah, he was a big – he got a lot of votes last year because so much of Human Target was done last year. Yeah. But uh, but uh, but the fact that he showed so strong again with having uh, drawn just three issues, I, I don't – I could be wrong, but I don't – did he draw something else after Human Target this year? Dab, I don't think he did. There was a uh, – I think there was an Electro Black, White, and Red story. Right, well, right, right. But, but that's yeah, a, but no, yeah. as far as a series or anything, no. Excuse so, me. Yeah, he's he, – Black, he, White, and Blood. 
Pride Thank of Blood, you. yes. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> and in first place, you know, I, I, I can't front on this. This is a very good choice for first place. 16% of the votes went to the machine that is Dan Mora. Um, absolute machine. The only person that is of this quality that you can also say, oh, they did draw more than one thing this year <laughs> because he's so fast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess we can't – if we're giving credit for fast and drawing multiple things, then then certainly uh, Phillips deserves credit too because he's been doing two full graphic novels a year for, what, five years running Yeah, now? I think at this point, giving best artist to Phillips is like, yeah, thanks for playing, right? right. I mean, it's right. so obvious. Yeah, he's amazing. Exactly. So th- that's the fallback. If you if you can't find someone different to give the, the nom to, give it to Phillips because it's a solid choice in any year. My favorite artist, this is not going to surprise anyone that listens, is Q Hayashida from Die Dark. <laughs> she does something very unique, um, dark, inky, scratchy, disturbing, very inventive visuals on this series. If you haven't read it, I, I really implore you to do so because it is a, it is a unique organism. In, in a sea of, of sameness. Q Hayashida. Uh, that's mine. Q Hayashida got quite a few votes. In, nice. Uh, uh, didn't did make the top three, as you already alliterated. But but yes, definitely some, some love from from the Die Darkers out there. Awesome. Nice. Uh, this was... This was the one category that I struggled with the most for the longest. And... Uh, and I, I, I said to the guys, I had it narrowed down to the final four, and then I, I pretty much know which two I'm whittling it down to. And it's not really a flip of the coin because when I think about it, it it, it absolutely just makes sense. And, and you're right, and the listeners are right. My favorite artist of the year was Dan Moore. Yeah, <laughs> I think there. I'd be crestfallen if you didn't pick him. It Aww. just seemed right. It seemed to align, right? <laughs> Although I wonder how Jorge Jimenez is feeling these days. Is well, if he drew like things I read, then, you know. Well, I think he's grabbing his ass at this point. <laughs> um, like like Dap, this is a, just a torturous category from every year because, listen, let's, we read comics because of the art, right? I mean, let's be yeah. honest. Like, we can just read books. If we want. Um, and there's just so many amazing artists, and I always labor over it because we are generally choosing between someone who put out, uh, if they're doing issues, six eight maybe ten issues if we're lucky so it's it's tricky because there's so many to choose from but um that that said i i kept winning it down had a few dancing around in my head and finally settled on one a few days ago and 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 found myself not going to change it and uh so i'm so so they made the cut they crossed the finish line first and my favorite artist of the year is mr pepe Larraz for big game that's a good choice yeah listen i mean he was at or near the top of Marvel as one of their go-to artists and like has happened with many times with Mark Miller comes a calling. He stepped into the creator owned world for the first time. And I thought that book was just a stunner. Yeah. A stunner. Guaranteed. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, and mm-hmm. it, when, when you compound that choice with his X stuff for 23, like the mm-hmm. guy, the guy's just amazing for sure. Yeah. He, no lie, I mean, he was one of, one of my four that I had to no, no choose from. Yeah. That's yeah. right. I, I always feel bad, um, well, a little uh, bad for, for selecting someone for this category. And then I think of all of the, the people that could have been my top spot. Yeah. Like, I really want to give it to Daniel Warren Johnson. And I and I want to give it to like there there's a, a list of people that I think would be appropriate, very appropriate for this category. And how do you how uh, that that one that manages to bubble to the top? Yeah. Like Daniel Daniel's great, and and sure. and I felt bad because I didn't give Transformers favorite science fiction, but I mean I think he'll be I, all right. He's eaten. I, I know, I know, but but yeah, we when we say favorite. It doesn't mean that we're not discounting all the other stuff that that came out that we didn't pick. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just so hard. This it's, one is laborious. I wish we we should. Well, listen, we make the rules. Maybe maybe next year we'll have like we'll have just a, like we could do like our we can do a separate just our ten favorite artist genres. Yeah, 
I don't know. We'll talk about it. But well, we now we're in the trend of doing the the eleven O'Claskers also rans. So I think we can cover that in the also rans episode. It's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. Right. All right, <laughs> everybody. Hey, hey, thank you for being here with us for this first part of the eleven O'Claskers. Stick around because a couple of days you're going to get part two, and that's the big big categories. Jason uh, f- shuffled the deck chairs in a way that. The the massive categories are all in the second episode, which is really smart. Uh, <laughs> if you would do us a solid, please do yourself a solid if, and go to our, our sponsor, CheapGraphicNovels.com. We'll get you the OGNs, the Omnibu, the manga, the collected editions, all other stuff that have a spine with drastically reduced pricing. And check out our Patreon page while you're there. Patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. It has completely been retooled. Very simple. $5 gets you a bonus episode. $10 gets you access to the Slack. And everything that had been relegated to the Patreon page has now been moved to the Slack. The extra audio, the video, the cover a day, the page a day, the fanzine downloads, the camaraderie with everybody present. It's just wonderful. So check out that Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. Go buy some comics, talk about them, read them, come back and discuss them, and say goodnight. Ooh. That was very musical, wasn't it? Ah, good night. See, I stuck it in between the pepperoni and the salami. You didn't know where it was. The brajol. Brajol. Nicely done. Let's come out. All right, everybody. Stay tuned for part two. We love you so much. That's it for that one.